Hey there, friend, and welcome to the Self Love for Breakfast podcast, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, self-care, and of course, self-love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self-love for breakfast. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Self Love for Breakfast. I'm Crystal. I hope you're doing amazing today. Today, I want to talk to you about something that just might really annoy you. It might annoy you. (laughs) It is a concept that has been talked about for a very, very long time. Um, If you've ever heard of when maybe you're, you know, you want a boyfriend and someone's like, it'll happen when you least expect it or when you're not looking for it, right? Like how annoying is that? That's kind of what I want to talk about today because as annoying as it is and as uh, really frustrating to have someone say that to you. I, I think it's really important, and I kind of want to break it down a little bit how this has worked for me in my life and how you can get it to work in yours. It's very similar to manifestation. So, if you haven't listened to that episode on manifesting what you want, it was a few episodes ago. It was episode 154 uh, about manifesting what you want. So, it's kind of like a similar vibe, but a little different. So I don't know. I just felt like this would be valuable for you guys. So I was kind of struggling with this the other day. There is, you know, some success in my business, you know, bringing in the energy of money, bringing in more money in my business. And this is something I've been, you know, really focused on of being in the energy and the vibration of money, wealth, all of that. Because the more money I bring in, the more good I get to do in the world and the more I can help other people do the same. So it's really valuable for me to hit a certain revenue goal in my business. Uh, And it's exciting, right? Like I really desire to have a deeply successful business and not just successful by financial standards, but successful by impact standards. I want to impact hundreds of thousands of women by the time I'm done, (laughs) you know, maybe a million women, maybe millions of women, who knows like where this could go, but that's my goal. I want massive impact. And yes, I do also want financial success. And I have that defined for myself. Not everyone can define that for you. That looks different for each of us. So that is something I've been holding energetically for myself with this business. So just full on, like, this is where we're at. (laughs) So I was thinking about it the other day and I'm like, wow, I've really been doing a lot of work in this area. I think it's time I just let it go. I need to release it. It's been like I've been gripping on too much to this one concept, idea, thing I want. And then I realized that I had a, this was a really good epiphany for me, <laughs> a really good epiphany. This was a really good week. I felt super good after kind of coming to this realization, really high vibe. Everything great in my life, at least that, and I can think of like the top two things, right? We'll, we'll say the house is the third thing. Another thing um, that, you know, I manifested again, episode 154, So, you know, the house, of course, it was something that I desired. I held energetic standards, I released, and boom, there it was. Now, before I even have done any of this work, before I knew how 
to manifest, you know, or that I could control it or that I could, you know, really uh, choose it, right? Create what I wanted. I was just kind of out there floating around in the world, deciding kind of what I wanted in my life, what I didn't want for my life, of course. So the great things in my life, the first one that I really thought of was my husband. You know, I was in this place in my life where my energetic standards were really high. I was like, I am not getting into another relationship until it's the relationship. No more like cute two-year relationship. No more like you know, casually dating a guy for months and then just being like, nah, I'm not really that into him or, you know, he's not that into me or whatever. It was like, if I'm going to do this, it's going to be the real deal. So I held that energetic standard while also living my life, really enjoying my life. I was having fun. I loved my job. I was working all the time. I was going on dates all the time. I wasn't going on a date with like this intention of like, I'm going to find the man, right? I was having dates. I was going on dates to have fun. (laughs) This is a little embarrassing. I was going on dates to get food. Um, you know, cause it was like, I'd go out on a date and take some home in a, in a box and, and then I'd have dinner for the next night, you know, no shame. Um, but you know, it was like, I was, I was enjoying myself and I was getting to know people and I would go on some really great dates with some really great guys and not go on a second date with them. Not because there was anything wrong with them. And really, because I knew if I went on a second date, it would be like, oh, because he wants to, like I was, you know, I'd feel bad for him or, uh, because why not? Right. I'm not really super feeling this guy, but why not? Like, let's just, you know, he wasn't a bad guy and it wasn't a bad date. So why not go on more dates with this guy? I was done with that. I was over it. And it was very freeing to just, you know, I'd go on a date and be like, thanks so much. Wasn't the guy for me and just have no desire to speak to or talk to him ever again. You know, that's just where I was at. And and I had tried to force this with a friend of mine that we'd known each other for a really long time. And we had never been like single at the same time. And it was like never the right time for us. And so I thought like, you know, this, this is obviously the time we're both, you know, available, whatever. He came to visit me and it was just not going to happen. Like it was, it felt weird. It felt like I was trying to hold the hand of like my brother, you know, actually I'd, I'd honestly rather hold the hand of my brother. It would be more comfortable for me to hold my brother's hand than it would be to, you know, hold this guy's hand. Like it was just felt so awkward. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it's, I just don't, I'm not in having a relationship right now. Maybe I just don't want a relationship, but really it was like, I just didn't want a relationship with the wrong person. So literally a week later, a week after that whole um, debacle, um, I met my husband. Again, I went to a party. It was a party I didn't want to be at. I did not expect to meet a man there. I was not trying to meet a man there. Yes, it was a Halloween party, so of course I looked cute. But really my intention the moment we stepped into that party was to leave. I was ready to go. I did not want to be there. I didn't know anyone. I felt awkward. Um, you know, and, and I ended up playing beer pong with him. And, you know, we had a good time together, whatever. He asked me out and I was like, <laughs> like, uh, like, not really 
interested. I thought he was kind of a nerd, which is there's really nothing wrong with he is a nerd. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. But I was just like not, you know, I wasn't really feeling it. Um, but I was also kind of tipsy. So I gave him my business card. He texted me. We chatted for a little bit. I was like, you know what? Why not? Why not go on a date with this guy? I didn't even know what he looked like because he had on like dark sunglasses and a hat and all this, right? And the moment that my door opened, I was like, whoa, this guy is cute, (laughs) right? Like this guy is cute. And by the end of the date, I was like, yeah, you know, like part of me was like, I don't really know. And, you know, and when he kissed me, because he was just bold like that, I was like, whoa, okay, huh. And then he secured a second date, literally standing in the doorway of my, of my house. So after that, it was just like a snowball. You know, I had casually dated before, before I like really had made this declaration where I wasn't that interested. I wasn't trying to see a guy regularly. And with him, it was just like, we were just inseparable. It was just like, we were just going to be together every day, just about, you know, that's how it just happened. I did not plan it. But again, I held really high energetic standards while releasing this idea that I would need or have a boyfriend anytime soon. So one of the greatest things in my life, my husband came from this. Okay. That was over 10 years ago. Now, the second big life-changing thing uh, was my healing, the work that I have done on myself. I was not in a place, and this is why I'm really, you know, I'm really empathetic to a lot of my potential clients because there are a lot of people, like maybe you listening to this right now, are not in a place where you are interested or willing to invest in yourself. Maybe you're willing to invest in a business. Maybe you're willing to invest in, you know, something other than your own personal well-being, something that you think will put you forward in another way, in another area of your life, right? Nothing wrong with that. That's where I was. And so now I know when I'm offering up like... <laughs> healing your life on a platter to someone and they're like, I don't know, you know, it's expensive or I don't have the time. I can't commit, blah, blah, blah. I know that they're just in a space where they don't realize how badly they actually need this or could use this. So when I stumbled across this, I was not in a super bad place, but I was struggling. I was constantly kind of you know, going up and down with anxiety, with depression. Um, I had, you know, dealt with a lot of childhood trauma and a lot of stuff was like coming up again um, due to like some incident that had happened with my mother the year before. So I was just like kind of tender and I was always big on working on myself. Like I bought all the self-help books. I was all about learning and mindset and, and all of that. And and tried really hard to shift my mindset even when it just felt absolutely hopeless. And a lot of the times I let myself just be absolutely hopeless. So what happened was, you know, a girlfriend of mine, she's a big influencer on the gram (laughs) and she was given, you know, tickets to Tony Robbins and like the Mac daddy influencer seats, like front row, Tony Robbins is spitting on you type thing. I didn't really know who Tony was. And if you hate Tony Robbins, I'm sorry. You know, like this part's really small, but (laughs) you know, um, 
And honestly, like just because you don't like a person doesn't mean that they have absolutely zero value. Like we can always learn from anyone and everyone. There's plenty of people I do not like at all that I'm actually pretty impressed with some of the work they do. I don't know. It's just weird. So the thing is with with Tony, it was that I thought he was just like a business guy. I thought he was an entrepreneur. I thought this would be like a business conference type thing. I didn't realize it was going to be Tony the entire time. Like the guy is like an energizer bunny um, and that my life would completely flip upside down, like personal development wise. No clue. Went to this thing and the biggest thing that came out of it was I discovered that, and I know this is probably very obvious to some people, but for me, it was not at the time, that I could master my emotions, that I had the potential, the capability to master my own emotions. Like what? <laughs> I thought it was the other way around. I thought my emotions mastered me. I thought my emotions were in charge of me, that they had control of me. Not that I actually could shift and change my emotions and that I could remove myself myself from looping and a lot of the pain that I have suffering I was causing myself. I was actively suffering on a regular basis due to my own doing. And I did not know this until it became very clear to me at this conference, at this event. So I left this event being like, okay, now I know what I need to do. Now I I get that I need to change. I need to shift. And this is what I need to do. This is what it needs to look like. But I didn't know how to get there. I, I still didn't have the how. I had bits and pieces of it from the event. I mean, it was so much information shoved into my body all at once, right? That I wasn't really even sure like where to begin. And I was letting myself down in the weeks after, you know, oh, I need to stay up. I need to stay positive, blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't capable of doing it. I got, I think I had COVID before it was cool. This is at the end of 2019. Um, you know, and I got really sick and I, it was hard to be positive and I was struggling so hard. And in the beginning of 2020, I just was like, okay, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to step back from personal development because I was working myself into like this head pretzel. It was all coming from my mind, the structured mind, all from my head that I was trying to fix myself. I was trying to heal from my actual brain. And if you've heard me talk for any any amount of time, then you'll know that if you're trying to heal, if you're trying to improve, doing it from your brain is not the move, okay? We got to do this from our bodies as embodiment. And and Tony was really like the first kind of taste, the first little sip I had into embodiment. So I didn't really understand how to use embodiment. I didn't really under, you know, I just had experienced it really for one of the first times as far as I was aware of. Um, and so, you know, that was really big to me. But I, when I got out of that space, I was trying to heal from my brain. I was trying to shift my mindset rather than the beliefs that exist in my body, right? So when we've had trauma, or even if we haven't had trauma, but we've had any sort of event in our life that kind of like shifts our behavior um, or creates like a belief now that we we just start kind of operating on, that's in our body. There's like an energetic pocket stuck in our body. And I didn't really know or quite understand that at that point. So I kept trying to fix myself from my head. I kept trying to shift and change from my head. Felt like I was turning myself into a whole head pretzel. And then I was like, nope, I'm done. 
And so I decided to take a break. I was like, I'm making a, taking a break from personal development. I literally like announced this, like why I felt the need, I needed to announce this on my social platforms, but I did. I'm like, I'm taking a break from personal development. Um, I need to let this, this integrate because I was just stuck. I felt so stuck. And, but I still held these really high energetic standards. I was like, I know that I can master my emotions and I'm not going to settle for anything less than that. Like that's the space. That's where I want to be. That's what I want to move into. I know that it's possible for me now because I get it. I I understand it. I see it. I, it all makes sense now after this other event that I went to. Um, so that was like what I was holding energetically. Like this is where I'm going. But let me release this. I need to release this because I'm making myself absolutely batshit right now. <laughs> and the funniest thing was, like, I don't know, it was like the next day, the next day, I sat in a meeting. Uh, it was a sales call to enroll in this in a certification program, this life coaching certification. And I was there because I was convinced that the certification was going to not so much the actual curriculum I was going to learn. I didn't think the curriculum I was going to learn was really going to help, but I felt like the person who I was, who's going to be my mentor was going to teach me tools to grow my nutrition coaching business at the time. If you guys have known me for a while, I had a nutrition coaching business. I also had an online boutique. So I had these like two businesses that I was running. And I was like wanting to go all in on the nutrition. I had coaches who were underneath me. I wanted to go really, really big. And this program beat my ass. (laughs) It was everything I didn't know I needed. The first three months I I spent working on myself, going through this new curriculum, this program, working on myself. And in just a couple of weeks, I started seeing like shifts, like things that had always been one way were now a different way. And it was like, whoa, you know, holy shit. Like this is the stuff like, and this taught me, you know, the embodiment stuff. This taught me all of the pieces of the puzzle that were, that were missing that I was trying to learn. So naturally when, you know, in my world, when I find a better way, when I find something that's just what, what I want to do, I will burn everything else to the ground. So I shifted completely in nutrition coaching. I was like, not while this exists, not when I can help women at the deepest, deepest level, so deep. I can help people shift their entire lives from, from the bottom up. Right. And so I was like, this is, this is what I want to dedicate myself to now going into that. Right. Like I, like I said, I didn't know I needed this. I did not know this was a thing for me when I sat in that meeting and they told me how much it cost. My head almost popped off my body. Okay. It's like three times what I charge for my group program. I was like, and this was a group situation. I was like, Oh, I don't have the money for this. (laughs) Uh, what? And I didn't think I had the time either. I was like, I don't have the time. I don't have the money, but oh my gosh, this is speaking to me. What this woman is saying to me and what this feels like, what this sounds like, I probably stalked the website a million times. I was like, I've got to do this. I'm going to, I'll figure out the money. I don't know about it now. I'll figure it out. I'm going to say yes. And I'll figure out the time I will make it work. So I was at a point in my life where no, I didn't know what I needed, 
I had no idea exactly what the how of getting to where I wanted to go. I just knew I knew where I wanted to go. And I knew that I was willing to do whatever it took to get there. And so when this opportunity presented itself to me, I was like, yes, I'm in. It doesn't, my brain is screaming at me that this doesn't make sense, um, that I can't afford it, that um, (laughs) I don't have time. This is stupid. You know, all of these things, but my heart, my soul was like, yes, 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 yes. So one, that's a huge indicator for women who are wanting to work with me, right? Like I've stopped, you know, I'll ask questions and stuff like that. But if someone is like, how much is it immediately? I'm like, you're, this isn't for you. Or, you know, or they're, um, oh, I can't afford that. Or like, oh, I don't have the money. Um, or I, I just can't commit to this right now. I don't have the time. Any of those things someone says to me, I'm like, okay, you're not ready and and honestly, it it's like a double-edged sword for me because it crushes me because I'm like, God, like I can see how amazing your life could be if you just said yes to yourself, if you were just willing to invest in yourself. But then there's the other side that I'm like, if this person isn't ready, like they're not going to show up for themselves. You know, even people who have committed, like I've had people, um, you know, in my group program, especially who have come in and just not really shown up to a lot of the sessions or, you know, any of them or, you know, most of them or whatever. And they're really just, they're not ready. They wanted to be, or they um, maybe they thought that just the investment itself or showing up minimally would change everything, but it's like, you got to come, you got to, you got to show up fully hundred percent. So I'm like a tangent, sorry. But you know, so that, that for me was such a profound moment because it changed absolutely everything in my life. And so now I get to take, you know, this, this work that I learned that I've applied to my own life that I've completely turned my life around. And now I get to help others do the same. It's like incredible. I mean, I pinch myself sometimes cause I'm like, I can't believe I get to do this. It's so cool. Especially I have, you know, a client will have like a breakthrough and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, is there anything better? No, there isn't. I'm pretty sure there's not <laughs> anything better than this. So those are two really, really big instances where I just had to, let go of this big goal that I had this, you know, not let go of the goal or let go of the desire. Like, Oh, I'm just going to like not want it anymore, but hold it. Like I still held it. This is what I want. This is where I want to go. But I released the, how I was, how I was going to get there. I stopped being like, okay, I need a plan. I need to know exactly how I'm going to get from point A to point B. I let that shit go. I just let it go while holding the energetic standards of what I truly wanted and desired. I'm hoping this makes sense. So when people say, stop looking, it'll happen when you're not looking. It'll happen when you least expect it. I mean, they're not wrong. They're not wrong, but that's not, it's very, it's more nuanced than that. It's more nuanced. It's not just about not looking. It's about holding a high energetic standard for yourself while you continue to live your life and find joy in your everyday life, right? Getting into a relationship is not going to make your life better, not, not wholly better. It might add on to it and make you know a part of your life better. But then if that's what your happiness is built on, that person leaves and then you've got nothing, right? When you've built that foundation and that person leaves, it hurts, it sucks, but you're not crumpled, right? 
So I'm just going to invite you to, to really, if there's something in your life that you really want and you like, you've mapped out a plan, you've got A, B, C, D, F, G, all lined out and you're like, this is what I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do this. I would invite you to, to look at point A, where you're at right this minute and look at point Z, where you want to be and release all the other shit. Let it go holding the standards of what you truly want, what you truly desire, what you will not settle for any less than, and then let it, let the, let the universe, let, you know, your intuition, let all of that stuff, like do its magic. Because I'm telling you, generally when I, when I have done this, it's like almost immediately, boom, here's that thing you wanted. Here it is. (laughs) Right. So we've got to be able to let go. We've got to be able to release and, and really, you know, hold that vision, but be in the present moment. Oh my gosh. I can't even tell you how many guys, how many episodes I've done on the present moment, but really be here in the present, enjoying the present, living your life here while holding space for what you desire while holding space for more. I hope that this was a helpful episode for you or that you got some kind of nuggets. Um, please DM me on Instagram at Excel Rose if something, you know, if you want to share with me. Um, I love hearing from you guys all the time. And if you have a moment to rate and review, leave an actual words um, about this podcast, I would appreciate you so, so much. If you have a desire to work with me, if anything jumped out to you, hit me up, slide into my DMs. Let's talk about this. Let's make something happen. I love you. Have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll see you soon. If this episode hit with you, please go out there and share it. Share it in your Instagram stories. Send it to a friend who might need it or even just drop in my DMs on Instagram at Rose, and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening.